Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, I'm Kim Beer with Be More Business. And I'm Kara Taylor Swift with Fast Horse Photography. And welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Today we're talking about everybody's favorite online activity, quizzes, and how you can use quizzes to build your business. Now we're specifically talking about quizzes that are used as content. So they're going to create engagement on your social media platforms, on your website, and they're going to generate leads for your ever important email marketing list, which I know Kara loves to discuss. You know me so well. <laughs> so today's big three, Kara, why don't you take it away? Three big takeaways for the quizzes. Okay. So today's big three, we're going to talk about interactive content like quizzes are a great way to create engagement. Our second big three, we're going to talk about quizzes focused on lead generation provide the best return on your investment. And the third big three when creating your quiz, believe it or not, you're going to start from the end and work your way back up. That's right. And that last one is really important. And we're going to have some great tips towards the end of this episode about how to actually create a quiz, which usually people are really sold on the idea of having a quiz because let's face it, we've all ran into quizzes online. They're a lot of fun. And I know, Kara, what kind of Disney character are you? Who? What Disney princess are you? Well, I haven't done the Disney princess one, but I have this dream of finding out what Disney horse I am through a Ooh. quiz. Because I think I'd be the I, sassy horse from Tangled. They're all sassy. <laughs> they're all sassy. Yeah. I think quizzes are a lot of fun. I do them. I don't always share them, but I do them because there's just this part of me that needs to know what Disney horse I am or what is my business spirit animal, for example. I just need to know these things. Exactly. And I'll tell you, making quizzes, I've made quite a few now at this point, and they are a lot of fun to create. They're almost as much fun to create as they are to take. So from your standpoint as the business owner creating the quiz, you you have a lot of wonderful things that you can apply to get your quiz seen by people. And I trust me, the process, the creative process is a lot of fun with this. The reason why quizzes are so important as content is that they do supply engagement with your audience and they also offer you the opportunity for that lead generation. But let's divide those two out and talk about the engagement piece of things. When people engage with your content, when they engage with your brand, they make a better connection with you. And if you have a quiz that either helps them or helps them have some fun or connects them to more knowledge, then they're going to have a better alignment with your brand and a better feeling about it. And that, that makes for easier sales and it also makes for easier marketing. So engagement is also really important in getting seen on social media. The algorithms prefer when you have someone who spends a lot of time on a post or who shares or likes or comments on a post and quizzes get that social interaction moving on the social networks. Most quizzes do take place off of the social network, so you do need to consider that. You need to kind of draw people back and say, make sure you share this to your Facebook or share comments about it or comment on mine what your result was for your quiz. So that engagement also brings about another plus, which is uh, more awareness because people are sharing it with each other. You may be reaching new audiences, and if you're doing so mindfully, you're gonna be generating 
generating new customers off of your quizzes. So there's all around a lot of good things that go on with quizzes and their sharing and engagement on social media and also on your website and through email and all the other avenues that you use to communicate with your customers. I think the first thing we wanna do is we wanna talk with you about what is a quiz <laughs> and um, exactly what kind of options do you have to create these quizzes? Because I'm sure you're sold on them by now and definitely want to have one for your business, but how do you do that? And Kira, I know you have some really good ideas about quizzes and types of quizzes that people might consider making. Well, I think it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm willing to guess that most people that are listening to this episode have taken a quiz at some point, right? I think it's pretty likely that we found ourselves pulled into a quiz from somewhere. The truth is people like to learn about themselves and we like to learn about our colleagues and we like to share things about ourselves and compare ourselves to our friends and the people that we work with and around us. So when I think about quizzes, I of course immediately think about my animal-based business and I think, well, I don't know, can a quiz really work for what I do? Especially because I'm such an, a niche business. Is it possible for a quiz to work for somebody in a niche business? And what I have seen and what I have learned in my research as well is that it doesn't really matter what stage your business is in, even the brand new businesses, or in our case, a brand new podcast, we can use quizzes. We can create quizzes and we can put that content out there for people to enjoy. So there are uh, several different types of quizzes that we think are a great fit for animal-based businesses. And we wanted to share those with you today. Kim, do you want me to just to kind of run through a little bit? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's talk about all the different ones. But you be sure and you mention our quiz because our quiz is awesome because it tells you what business animal you are. And uh, trust me, you're going to want to identify with your business spirit animal out there in the world. <laughs> That's right. And that was a fun way for us to put a quiz out into the world. But the truth is, is that it can be a way to kind of show your personality. So here are what I think are the top five types of quizzes that could work for your animal-based business. And I will add that there are other types out there. I mean, it's really kind of an endless game, but these are the my top five favorites. So the first one is the personality or the type quiz. Now this quiz really speaks to you know, just as people, our general need to better understand ourselves and our desire to compare ourselves and where we're at in this world with each other. So some great examples of that. The first one I want to mention is our quiz. What type of business animal are you? So that's our quiz. And of course, we, if you haven't seen it, it's on our website and we're going to have it listed in the show notes as well for this episode. Some other examples are what breed of dog are you? Or what does your dog breed say about you? So just some of these fun, it's a fun quiz to get you thinking about your personality and how it might differ from someone else's. Another type of quiz is the what's the best fit quiz. So this is something like which bit is right for your horse and folks would go through the quiz, they would answer a series of questions. And at the end, they would be segmented into a group of people and then be fitted with a potential product some kind of end product at the end as a good fit for their horse, hopefully. Yeah, and that's where the lead generation comes in. So the first type of quiz you mentioned, it builds community. And I noticed in our quiz in particular, I noticed we had a lot of horses, obviously, and a lot of dogs and the dog people packed right up and the horse people herded right up. And they were like, yay, I'm a horse too. And oh, you're a dog and that's great. And, and the fact that they built community out of it. But the second type of quiz, it helps you understand something. 
And from a business owner perspective, this is where the lead generation starts to come in. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But it allows you as the business owner to say, yes, this person would benefit best from this product. And then you have that information, you have their contact information, and then you can build nurture sequences around that. You can very much market to them. And remember, we've talked about this on multiple episodes now about meeting your customer where they are right now in this moment and helping them make good decisions around your business. And that when you can segment like that and you can gear your quiz to helping people determine where they fit and then you knowing how to communicate to them with the next step, that just makes sales all that much more easy. I would say the best fit quiz too is also a great quiz, a qualifying quiz. So it would also tell you if maybe you've come across someone where your product or solution is not the right fit for them. And that to me builds integrity in your company. It does, it builds trust. And what it'll also do is, is that person that maybe it's not the right fit for them, if they identify a right fit in one of their friends, colleagues or associates, they'll refer that person, you know, hey, this wasn't quite right for me, but but I think this might be right for you. Here's a good opportunity for you to go engage with their business. And that's where the quiz being shareable is so important is because they can share the link and say, hey, you should take this quiz. I think it might be for you, <laughs> um, even if it wasn't for them. And I do think the best fit quiz is a really good way of qualifying customers and understanding where they are in their customer life cycle and their customer journey with your business. Great. And then the third type of quiz is the do you have what it takes quiz. And this is kind of a a challenge quiz, I think. And it gets people that, well, I want to know, do I have what it takes? So one of the examples we have for this one is, is your puppy ready for obedience school? Or are you ready to take your puppy to obedience school? So it gets people thinking about, you know, do they have what it takes right now? The fourth quiz would be the assessment quiz. And so this is where you're kind of assessing where people at. So a great example of this is, are you a chicken expert? And then the fifth quiz that we really like is the problem diagnosis quiz. The example we have for that is, is your horse getting the right nutrition? And the idea behind this is you'd be asking questions to determine perhaps what type of feed that you offer is right for a potential client or a potential customer. So those are what I believe are the top five that are really a great start for anyone that's thinking about trying out quizzes and is in an animal-based industry. So the personality or type quiz, the best fit quiz, the what it takes quiz, the assessment quiz, and the problem diagnosis quiz. Yeah, and I think those are all great. They're, they're perfect jumping off points for anyone I think that's listening. And, and Kara did a really nice job of grabbing quizzes that work specifically for animal-based businesses and equine and agribusiness. I think all of these help generate brand alignment. I think they help generate engagement in your audience, sharing, and they all have a positive aspect to them, even the ones that are diagnosing a problem. So that would be like for an equine nutritionist, somebody who comes in and consults with people about horse nutrition, it would give them an opportunity to kind of set the mindset for their customer before they even step foot on the farm to knowing what they might be identifying and what they might be talking about. And it gives that business owner the opportunity to know where they might want to concentrate based upon the answer on the quiz where they might want to concentrate their conversations so they can skip over the stuff maybe the horse owner is doing right and go right to the things that they might want to improve on. Your equine-based business has unique needs. It's your job to tell the story of your horse brand. 
You know what you want to say, but creating or finding powerful storytelling images that grab the attention of your ideal client can be a challenge, especially when you're busy running your business. That's why equine industry business leaders turn to Fast Horse Photography and a library featuring thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse related. Now finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and all your other needs is easier than ever. Find the perfect images for your equine business right now at fasthorsephotography.com. That's fasthorsephotography.com. The ultimate goal here gets us onto our big three, number two, which is to create those leads. And quizzes offer you a unique ability to get people's information before they get the result. So we like to call that gating. We gate the result off and encourage people or require people, and there's a decision you have to make there, to put in their contact information in order to get their result. Most quiz making software, and we used a product called Interact Quiz Maker for our quiz, and it has a lot of really good analytical aspects to it as well as a lot of good lead generation opportunities. So it has some some extra oomph and, and the quiz making software is an important piece of this equation. I would add that it was like stupid easy to use too. It like is. I it is. never it is. touched it before and I was able to hop in and add stuff and make changes and it was really easy to use. Yeah, it's templated and and they've made it super simple and they've also made it very friendly with all of the social networks so you can grab links that are beautifully shareable on Facebook and then encourage social interaction which is kind of what we were talking about above with getting that engagement piece of things going so that software supports that. And the cool thing is is Interact has given our listeners a special discount code. Just so you know, if you want to try quiz making and and this is a good opportunity for you to do it, head over to the show notes and there will be a link to a special deal from Interact that they've given for the business animal listeners. So back to collecting those leads. When you get to the part of your quiz where you're going to give the results, like I said, you can gate that off and say people have to or suggest at the very least that they give you their information before they get their results. Now, I am a big proponent of suggesting it versus requiring it. And here's the reason why. I really want to cultivate people onto my marketing list that are going to be good fits for my business. And if a person didn't find my quiz valuable enough to provide their contact information to get their result, that's really not the person that I want to continue to communicate with. So it's okay for them to just get their result and move on. I'm, I'm okay with blessing and releasing that customer. There's going to be somebody behind them that is willing to do that that's going to be a good fit for my business and a good fit for future communication. That just improves everything. It improves your email engagement. It improves your opportunity for sales. It improves your opportunity for relationship building. So I do not require people to give their information in order to get their result. That said, good quiz making software like Interact will allow you the opportunity to say you have to give your information before you can get your result. And it's interesting to look at the analytics about how many people will duck out of a quiz without the result if the information is required. So you'll see a good percentage of people leave the quiz without getting their results.
result. And the result is oftentimes where the prescription for working with your business is sort of self-contained in the answer to the quiz. So you don't want them to miss that either. So you have to think carefully. You have to weigh your, your options there. It's also where the shareable part of it comes in. So even if they are not a good fit for your business and they don't leave you an email, still having that share feature means that they may potentially share that out and then your quiz will see more people, it'll reach more desks, more phones, and it'll potentially bring more people in that are a good fit. Right. And also, we're not doing surveys and polls here. When we're talking about quizzes, we're talking about these engageable content-related lead generation tools. We're not talking about we need to collect information to go back and follow up with people. I mean, this is this is sales and engagement. It's not research. It's not data collection. Although you can certainly make some assumptions and get some good data collection and research out of a quiz's results. Primarily, what we're in this for is the sales and marketing aspect of this tool. And in that case, we really want to encourage good collection of people that want to hear from us in the future. And another thing you need to consider is how much information that you collect from people before they get their result. The less information that you require, the more likely that person is to provide it. Most email marketing software, it's a good idea to communicate back to them if you have their first name. And of course, you have to have their email address because that's how they're, you're going to get something delivered. But if you can require either just the email address or the first name in their email to get the result, then they're much more likely to complete those two fields versus you asking for a first name, last name, company name, phone number. I mean, if, if they have to be interrogated before they get their result, they're gonna tend to duck out. The cool thing is, is once you get their email and hopefully their first name so you can personalize the response back, then you can send them some future communications that will collect the rest of the information that you want to know in order to really place them well within your business and really make this tool very effective for creating leads for your VIP list and also leads for your salespeople to follow up on. I mean, think of that quiz for the dog trainer for is your puppy ready for obedience school? I mean, that will fill your next class, right? You take all of the people that responded and, and said, yay, your puppy is ready for obedience school. I mean, that's your opportunity to fill your next obedience obedience school class that you're going to teach. And all of those people whose puppies aren't quite ready, well, those are the people that get reserved so you can communicate to them when the next generation of after the one that you're currently filling is available. So it gives you an opportunity to really create some good traction for how you would build forward from the leads that you generate. Kira, do you have anything to add to my diatribe on lead generation? <laughs> It always comes back to email marketing for you, Kim. But um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will say that at the end of those quizzes, and like Kim was saying with the like the dog training example, is your puppy ready for obedience school? That is at the end of that quiz. That is where you can place more education and information, and then a product potentially. Like you could be listing a registration button right there, or you know, at the end of the segment for the people who congratulations, your puppy is ready. Or if you've got someone that's not quite ready yet, maybe their puppy's too little, then you could be giving them some other valuable content. So that's where the segmentation piece of that comes in. So I think the big thing I think we should move into is some tips for quizzes. So it's for those people that are at home right now or they're listening from their car and they're like, okay, I've got this awesome business. 
I want to take my animal-based business to the next level and add a quiz to really start as a new piece of content. What are some tips that we can give to them to get them working right away and to make sure that they've got the successful quiz? We've got the discount code coming for Interact. We're going to have that ready for you guys. So you've got a platform that you can try out if you want. So let's move into some of those tips for creating a great quiz. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E, business com. See you there. So for me, yeah, having the software platform to put everything in is really important, but you have to write the quiz or you have to create the quiz before you get to the software. And my quiz making process kind of goes like this. I think about, well, first of all, I think about the goal of this quiz. What is it that I want it to do? So do I want leads or do I want those calls to action? Do I want the clicks to go ahead and fill the class for obedience school? Or do I wanna go ahead and collect leads that I'm gonna follow up? Or in our case, when I wrote, what business animals are you? I was thinking about just getting people connected to our brand and sort of understanding that we're fun, but we also have a lot of good valuable information to bring to the table. So I wanted to create something that brought brand awareness and then maybe built our list up to send out our episode announcements too. So those were kind of the twofold for there. So start with what it is that you want to do. What is it that you want this quiz to ultimately bring you? And then go and look at the types and figure out which type of quiz is going to best fit that goal. And then the next thing you need to do is work on your outcomes. So every quiz will have a few outcomes. And honestly, you should keep these to less than five if you can. Because once you get a lot of outcomes, as a matter of fact, three is probably the easiest to pick, almost like a good, better, best. So I did a quiz I wrote on uh, what kind of content creator are you? And there were answers that went for the different personality types of, of content creators. And there were five of them. And each one centered on bringing that customer back into my courses to learn how to employ the others. <laughs> and um, then I also had a client where we wrote a quiz where we wanted them to say, you know, hey, you're all good to go here if you want to get to the next level with this option you know, click here, or maybe you could use a little help with whatever it is that you, the quiz is about, click here and work with me, or you're, don't say it this way, but you're a hot mess, let me help you. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you can work it out to three to five answers and you write those up. And I would go ahead and write it like I would want the person at the end of the quiz if they received that result to be able to read and cohesively understand because it's going to help you write your questions, which is the next step. So what you do is you create questions that map the answers to those questions, map to those specific outcomes. That's why three is always easy because you can give three answers and they each map to a specific outcome. When you have five 
five answers, sometimes you don't want to put that many answers to a question. So then you have to map multiple answers, like the answer could go to result A or result C. If this all sounds really confusing, this is where Interact makes your life so much easier because it allows you to type in the question and then it gives you this really nice visual component that says this answer would map to this particular response and you can actually draw a line that goes between the responses. So it's super visual and super easy for you to understand as you're creating the quiz. But now you have your results, hopefully you've got the outcomes figured out, the results that you want to do, the actions written up, and what you want the consumer to walk away with. Now you write your questions. So write the questions and then provide the answers for the questions and determine which outcome they map to. And then you're going to input all of that into your quiz making software and press a few magic buttons and out the other side comes a quiz that people can use on social media. Now, a few tips that I've learned over time the shorter you keep your quiz, the more opportunity that you're going to have for people to complete it. So the more likelihood that people are actually going to start and finish the quiz. So three to five minutes is a good time. Yeah, people are so busy. Yeah, people are and they have very short attention spans. <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, I've done quizzes where I'm like, how many questions is this? Yeah, I'm done. Be? Because I'm out. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to, for my results. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. So a good rule of thumb is definitely under 10 questions. And then the answers to the question, the question itself needs to be short, like don't write paragraphs that people have to read in order to understand how to respond. And the answers themselves need to be short, so that people can kind of glance at it and pick Pick out their answer really easily. So keep your questions short, keep your answers short. And if you do that and keep it to 10 or fewer questions, even six or eight is probably better. I think ours is 10, isn't it? Don't we have 10 questions? I think so. Yeah, but we have like five yeah. or six results. That was a more, I, I didn't want to leave out any animals, Kara. I know, I know. I can't, I, you tried was, to include them bad. all. It was bad. I wanted to include the whole farm. I know, the whole farm wanted to be included. I would have done 20 outcomes. I think though about the questions, like, you know, keep your questions short, keep your answer options short, but then you need to bring the value on the back end. So their answer. Yeah, on the responses and outcomes. Yeah, your response and outcome needs to be super informative. Like people like to, that part of it, they like to read it, they want to reflect on it, they want to be able to see themselves in it. So that piece needs to be really well thought out. It does. And if you could offer them a small victory in that outcome as well, you will win miles in getting their loyalty and getting them to actually participate in your business. So if you can tack that outcome to one thing that they could do. So let me give you an example. Let's say you've got the, let's use the puppy obedience school example again. Your dog trainer, you've got an obedience school class to be prepared. And what you want is, is you're asking specific questions, not just about age, but about the temperament of the dog coming into the obedience school or the temperament of the owner. So on the response that they're not quite ready, but everything would be like the age would be in alignment and physically the puppy is ready, but maybe there's a couple of things that the owner needs to do. If you could create some small victories by making a couple of simple suggestions that that owner could do to prepare their puppy for obedience school, then that means that the person who follows those suggestions, one, that's your perfect customer to come to the obedience school class, right? Because at least they know 
know how to follow directions and will work with their dog. But then it creates a small victory for them where they see a shift or change and then they could come back through, take the quiz and go, oh yeah, my puppy is ready for obedience school. Now they feel like they've really accomplished something and that positive association now has a connection with your brand and business. So it endears them, even if they don't show up in the class, if they run into a behavioral issue in the future with their dog, they may go, okay, the, I know a dog trainer. I took this quiz a long time ago, I remember. And, and that association will carry forward. That's why you want to, to really bring that value at the end. And you want people to reach there, which is why you keep everything ahead of that really short. Another thing you can do to help it get people into it is, is to have something cute or catchy or a title that grabs attention, something that people really want to participate in. I think that for our target market, and this is target market specific, you know, knowing what type of business animal are you when you have an animal-based business is fun. I think we had a lot of positive feedback from the people that took the quiz as in they enjoyed the opportunity just based on the title of the quiz. They were immediately in. Right, they it didn't take a lot of convincing to get them to click the button to take the quiz. So think about that. Also think about keeping your quiz, the actual taking part of it, entertaining. You can add photos and gifts and little videos into your software like Interact where it's a visual component as well. And I think that when you overload people with a lot of text, they tend to check out. Whereas if you give them some cute things to take a look at, they're really able to connect to that and get their answers out even quicker and find the experience more enjoyable. And we had some fun picking out the photos for our quiz. I know that. <laughs> we sure did. And I, you know, I had done a little research on like the types of images and stuff that work best in quizzes and just a funny which I found interesting suggestion is if you choose images where if there's someone in the image, a person or an animal where they're looking towards the person taking the quiz, like just kind of a fun fact, they said it tends to do better. I thought that was really interesting. So thinking about the quality of your images and videos that you're using is huge. And then I would just want to add, you know, after going through this process of creating our quiz, that one of the things I thought was really interesting is how simple it was after the quiz was completed and, and already outworking in the world to go back in and make changes to the quiz after it had gone live. Because we were reading through it and maybe we had a spelling error or or something yeah. we wanted to fix. No problem. Just hop right into the back end, make the, the change. And it, it doesn't change anything for the people yeah. who have taken the quiz or the people that will soon take the quiz. It doesn't change anything. Or if you have, you know, you get feedback along the way, or you find that just tons of people are being segmented into one area. So you worry you have a question worded, you know, that you want to reword. All of that is totally doable while the quiz is live. And I thought that was amazing. So I think this gives people freedom to think through their quiz, but they don't have to like agonize over it. Like it doesn't have to be something that you spend weeks creating, you know, get something together that you like, get it working for you and know that as you learn about your quiz, you can go in and just make little tweaks to it as you want. And you're free to do that. And it's not something that's going to change everything in your quiz. That's right. And I also want to mention that as a content type, quizzes have a lot of longevity. So when you create a quiz, it's not a transient piece of content that goes right out. Some of them will. Some of you will create quizzes that don't have a long lifespan. But that what kind of content generator or what kind of content creator are you quiz that I made? That quiz I think is five years old. 
And it is still bringing in results into my business. And it's had literally thousands of people have taken it. And I've gotten a lot of signups for my email newsletter. I've also gotten a lot of people that were interested in learning more about content marketing. I have a free content marketing course that I give. And I've gotten a lot of people into the content marketing course based upon their results on that, which then leads them to knowing me as an instructor and an, and an educator. And then they're more interested in in working with me and taking paid courses with me. So that's part of my funnel to get people down into my consulting and course business. That quiz, it, it hasn't changed a lot. It's still really relevant. And the responses in it have, have been very valuable to the people that have taken the quiz. And it's also been valuable to me because I haven't had to create a new piece of content. And I'll go back and revive that sucker every once in a while and send it out to people so that the newer people in my list and in my world can have an interaction with it. And I see our business animal quiz being similar to that. I see that as a long-term social media asset, as a long-term lead generation asset. So the amount of work that you put into creating a quiz, that really pays off really long term for you. It's not a one and done kind of deal. It's something that's going to be around for a while and you're going to continue to garner a good response with even well after the initial response. I hope this inspires a lot of people to give it a try and then come back to us and let us know, like share your quiz with us. We want to take it. Yeah, I want to take your quiz. <laughs> you know, just let us know how it went for you or if you've made quizzes already and you've loved that process or you want to share your process, come find us on the socials or DM us and let us know how that process was for you. So Kim, what do you think? Are we ready to go over our big three one more time and wrap this up? Yeah, I think let's roll over our big three. So number one, interactive content like quizzes are a great way to create engagement on your social networks, on your website. They get people interested in what you're doing. Number two, quizzes that focus on lead generation provide the best return on your investment because you're gonna have nice segmented responses. You're gonna have really engaged people that finish the quiz and provide their information for you. You, so it gives you a good opportunity to work with them. And then when creating your quiz, start at the end and work backwards. So start with those outcomes, then write your questions and your responses, and then map the responses to your outcomes and publish your quiz. And definitely always encourage people to share their answers. And when they do share their answers and you see them respond. <laughs> That's a kind of outside of the big three, but it was something I don't think we mentioned. When people say, I'm a horse, say, yay, I'm so happy I'm a horse too. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next week on The Business Animal. Have a great week, and we hope to catch you around the social media outlets to chat with us about quizzes or anything else that we've been discussing on the podcast. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.